The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. If Lent is a time to give things up, Easter ought to be a time to take things up. Champagne for breakfast again, of course. That is the famous bishop and professor N.T. Wright. And I wonder if you agree with him. I do. And Jesus does too. Of course, you have to weed the garden from time to time. Sometimes the ground ivy may need some serious digging before you can get it out. That is Lent for you. And that was the Lent that many of you had. Ashes and alms and fasting and prayer. Those were all ways of digging up your sins and tossing them aside. And if you did the digging and the tossing, then I am sure that you left your garden bare. And then I am also sure you remember what Jesus said about bare spaces, about empty gardens and empty houses and empty hearts. If bare gardens aren't planted, then the weeds come back. If empty hearts aren't filled, then the demons come back sometimes times seven, and then your new troubles are worse than your old troubles. So says Bishop Wright, you don't want simply to turn the garden back into a neat bed of blank earth. Easter is the time to sow new seeds and plant out a few cuttings if Calvary means putting to death things in your life, things that need killing off if you are to flourish as a Christian, and as a truly human being, then Easter should mean planting, watering, and training up things in your life 
personal and corporate, that ought to be blossoming, filling the garden with color and perfume, and in due course, bearing fruit. But in your new after Easter life, what to plant? In today's gospel, Jesus warns that you won't find any seeds worth planting in this world. After all, when Jesus himself came to his own, to the world that he created, his own world knew him not. Lent and Calvary were powerful proof of that. And after Calvary, Jesus was dead to them. The world simply stopped seeing Jesus once he was crucified. But you all still see him, and you love him. You love that he came back to comfort Mary Magdalene. You love the way he warmed hearts on the road to Emmaus. You love him for letting Thomas touch his wounds and bleed again. You love him for sending us apostles, the shepherds of our souls. You love him because you can see him in his holy things, given again today at the altar and the pulpit and the font. You can see him in his holy people. Look left and then look right and be grateful for the saints who are sitting next to you. But now what? What is it that you should plant for your new life? More from Bishop Wright. The 40 days of the Easter season until the ascension, ought to be time to balance out Lent by taking something up, some new task or venture, something wholesome and fruitful and outgoing and self-giving. And Jesus shows you how today. It is really very simple. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And that's about all you need to know going forward. Jesus says, if you pick me and you plant me, that means if you embrace me without regard for anything else, if you forget about what you want and what pleases the world, if you stick with me and my gifts and my teaching and my life, the life that is all bundled up in my Ten Commandments, in those ten words, and all summed up by this, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, then in the end, you will see things and learn things and feel things and give away things that the world just cannot see or learn or feel or give. But then Jesus' warning.
if you actually do this, just the way you actually saw your ashes and learned your prayers and felt your fast and gave away alms for Lent, then the way forward is going to be a bit bumpy. The world will think you've given in to fantasy or even idiocy because it does not see what you see or do what you do. But if you ever find yourself dragged before the kings of this world because you worship a risen king from another world, don't buckle and don't worry. His Holy Spirit will arrive to give you words to say, calm and forgiving, otherworldly words. In fact, in a jam, you will discover that Jesus' Spirit has been with you all along as your companion and your ally and your defense attorney and the comforter of your soul. So this Easter season, you should go ahead and plant something seeded or clipped from Jesus. Something, anything, from his 10 words. Something from the love of God for you and your love for your neighbor. Just pick something. Pick anything Jesus and plant it into the bare ground of your new life and see what grows. As Wright says, it might give you a sniff of new possibilities, new hopes, new ventures that you have never dreamed of. It might bring something of Easter into your innermost life. It might help you wake up in a whole new way. And that is what Easter is all about. Easter is not just about Jesus returning to save you. Easter is also about Jesus returning to use you. Jesus did not lent you for nothing. And when he Eastered you, he had bigger plans. He is sending you out to put some life and some spice into a wilting and sour world, to resurrect it with his scent of beauty and love. Let's please him. Let's be very, very busy. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.